you know if you are interested in something just do it you know and if you come across problems just try to learn how to solve those problems and okay like it started off with me playing the guitar and writing songs right mm-hmm. it's not necessary that that is going to become my career that's going to become my job but you that's why it's so important for me to like just do what you feel like doing execute on your hobbies if you mm-hmm. feel like you know starting a podcast like in your case just do it right if you mm-hmm. feel like starting a blog just at least start right mm-hmm. because you never know that you might start a podcast but that podcast might lead into something else which might lead into something else which is going to end up becoming your career and making you a lot of money later you know yeah. i mean lot of money but also like lot of like satisfaction and like you that's how you end up finding a career path which you truly enjoy rather than just doing something because everyone else is doing it hey people welcome to another episode today i have a very very special guest his name is mayank he's a youtuber he's been creating content for uh 6 to 7 or i think 10 years now and uh yeah it's, it's more like 10 years <laughs> yeah <laughs> he is a very special guest because he is the one who gave me that push i needed to start this podcast so it's an absolute honor to have him here mayank welcome well thanks a lot for having me kiran i'm really really excited to um to do this podcast oh, it's awesome to have you and uh we both have guitars in our background that's really cool yeah man <laughs> i i wish i had my stratocaster out instead of my prs because it would be <laughs> telecaster and stratocaster so <laughs> yeah but you know this way there's like a difference and that prs of yours is a new one right yeah it's a new one it's gorgeous dude i can see it that looks awesome dude really really nice red right Very and cool. nowadays i'm into red color things my audio interface is also red my phone is also nice. red my guitar is also red Uh, nice yeah. yeah i can see your phone also in the background like a red color iphone yeah i kept it there because i look at screen right at the end i used to you know forget to take a video for my you know uh, instagram story so i just keep my mobile there so that whenever i'm looking at screen i look at my mobile and i'm like yeah i should take a video for my instagram story dude that's so cool yeah can you tell a little bit about uh, your work and yourself All right so let me tell you a little bit about myself so my name is Mayank I'm a YouTuber I'm a content creator I work in marketing so I work in marketing at a tech startup and I've been and, and even at my tech startup even in marketing I'm creating content so whatever I'm doing for my YouTube I'm doing the same thing for my company as well that's kind of like my job uh and I've been creating content for more than 10 years now I started with producing music when I was in middle school. I tried releasing an album that failed. Then I released some another EP online uh which I was extremely proud of and then I got into making videos. I studied while I was studying engineering. Mm-hmm. Uh because yeah, it seems like a lot of creative people end up studying engineering. So <laughs> I uh so I was one of those studied computer science and then after that I moved to France where I am right now to study at HEC Paris to do a masters in management. specialized in marketing did a couple of cool internships uh one in LA one in Paris and now I'm back in Paris um and as I said I'm working at a tech startup in marketing and that's where I am right now awesome that, that that's interesting that you said um, engineers do i mean creative people do en- uh, engineering uh, i think yeah, man. it's i think engineering is uh, a course that pushes us to be creative because <laughs> most of us get to know that this is not the future for us Yeah it's true i mean like i i don't for me personally for example i knew going like before going into engineering before going into computer science that i was not really that interested in it as a career 
but mm-hmm. since i was a kid i've always loved tech i've always loved technology i was this kind of kid who like when i was like 10 11 years old i was opening up my family's computer taking it apart putting it back together just to see what was happening inside mm-hmm. and at the age of 12 i was installing linux i accidentally erased the windows partition on my computer and <laughs> okay. overwrote it with linux and yeah i did all those kinds of crazy experiments when i was a little kid and so i've always loved tech and i was like you know for my masters i'm going to go study business anyway i kind of had that idea already mm-hmm. and i already had this idea that i wanted to go into marketing because mm-hmm. i'd been doing creative things for a while before i started engineering right mm-hmm. but i was like you know it'll be way better for me to study engineering first Mm-hmm. and then move on to studying marketing so that way i have like complementary skill sets rather than studying the same thing continuously you know so you knew that you were going to go into business field before starting engineering yeah wow that's so cool man actually, actually i knew that yeah I, yeah because in fact i was actually supposed to go study business school in canada mm-hmm. for my undergrad right okay and because you know to be really honest like so after i got into 11th standard you know i went to this iitj integrated coaching situation and ah. right after i got in i was like man this 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 shit sucks like <laughs> it's not for me. actually the reason why i thought that it sucked it was not because it was too hard or anything because for me i i always used to get this feeling that look i'm not studying science i'm studying how to crack a competitive exam you know yeah and and that's what i used to hate so much you know i was like mm-hmm. dude i i love science i love tech i love studying you know mm-hmm. but i hate the idea of studying just to crack a competitive exam and yeah. that felt very like i don't know it just didn't give me a good feeling you know mm-hmm. and that's when i also realized that yeah you know what like truly i'm not really that interested in engineering so mm-hmm. if i'm going to so so then i spoke about it with my parents and everything and then we decided that okay maybe i can go abroad to study my undergrad right yeah and so then i was like okay look if i'm going to go study abroad spend that much money and and the investment and all like i should study something that i really enjoy mm-hmm. you know rather than doing something which i don't really enjoy because for me that's a waste of money mm-hmm. right yeah and so so because of that i i really thought about it at that, at that point and i was like yeah you know what i really like marketing so mm-hmm. that was the point when i realized that yeah i actually really like marketing it was in 11th standard for mm-hmm. me even though at the time i had no idea what marketing was like i knew that i had like a very vague idea of what it was but i knew that it was kind of the direction i wanted to go towards mm-hmm. yeah and then after that after but i continued studying also for the competitive exams like a little bit here like not putting crazy pressure on myself but mm-hmm. just still attending the classes and all mm-hmm. and i i got into university of british columbia for the business uh, program in undergrad in canada okay and but i also gave the indian entrance exams and mm-hmm. i got into manipal with uh, for computer science uh-huh. uh, and also with a scholarship which kind of surprised me uh, okay and so then so then the decision was like okay should we you know do this kind of financial investment for you know studying business abroad or mm-hmm. should i continue to study engineering in india like computer science which was like the only engineering program which i wanted to study if mm-hmm. it was anything other than computer science i would not have wanted to study that mm-hmm. you know so because it was computer science because i love tech so much i was like yeah you know what it makes sense let me study engineering first do computer science and then after that while at the same time working towards getting into a good business school for my masters so mm-hmm. i kind of like yeah it's it's pretty crazy but i kind of started thinking about this like really long time ago okay and between all this why did you start creating content dude so 
the whole content creation thing right mm-hmm. it started it's for me it was like a journey it was a long journey to and all of my content creation really it evolved from one to another to another you know so i'll tell you where it started i was in 6th standard mm-hmm. i was watching this show called drake and josh i'm not okay. sure if you heard of it no. it, it used to come on nickelodeon you know drake mm-hmm. and josh is about these two step brothers one of them is a really cool guy plays the guitar gets all the girls mm-hmm. you know and the other guy is also cool i mean he ends up becoming cool later on but he is more of a nerd right mm-hmm. and i One could relate second. with both yeah. <laughs> plays guitar and get girls i don't think they go together in reality just to put it out there actually man like that's what i used to think in the beginning <laughs> as well <laughs> Okay. But it's like man so so yeah I'll I'll get to that right mm-hmm. so I was like yeah you know uh, the guy who's like the cool guy plays the guitar gets all the girls I was like man like I should start playing the guitar like I should get all the girls right okay. and so then I started playing the guitar mm-hmm. and uh, so 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 I started playing the guitar and after playing after starting to play the guitar like in the beginning everyone just like learns how to play other songs right mm-hmm. like you learn how to play you you learn how to cover songs from your favorite artists or whatever mm-hmm. i was doing that for like the first one year and then eventually you know i think it was like one of my sister's friends mm-hmm. whose house i was at once mm-hmm. and she showed me like this music cd mm-hmm. you know it was like a normal burnt music cd you know like not like a normal burnt cd it wasn't like it wasn't like a professional album mm-hmm. and she was like yeah you know like my cousin actually made this made this little ep like made this little uh, release mm-hmm. and you should listen to it and then i listened to the music of my sister's friend's cousin mm-hmm. and it sounded like a professionally recorded song you know i was like man this is insane like you don't need to be like a professional to like mm-hmm. record music right yeah and that was when i was i think in yeah that, that was yeah when i was in 5th or 6th standard like mm-hmm. soon after starting playing the guitar and that's what gave me this inspiration of like yeah you know i should try writing my own songs yeah you know? okay it was it was basically like by looking at somebody else who's not a professional who's someone who's just like a normal person who's doing it i got this inspiration that yeah i can do it too so then i started doing it so mm-hmm. i started writing my own songs like just the lyrics right mm-hmm. and then after i started doing that i was like okay i need to compose chords for it on the guitar because i'm already playing the guitar so mm-hmm. may as well you know start making like chords for it as well make it like an actual song okay. i did that mm-hmm. and that got me into okay so i have lyrics i have like the guitar stuff right I should like if I want people to listen to it, you know, mm-hmm. I should record it. Like that's the next logical step, right? Record it, yeah. put it onto a CD, right? And that's what got me into okay, how do I record my own music? And everything it was all on Google. Like no, I was like, yeah. okay, how do I record my own music? Then I discovered this wonderful software called Fruity Loop Studio, FL Studio. Okay. <laughs> and, and this was when I was in seventh standard, seventh, eighth, eight, seventh or eighth standard, something like that. Wow. Okay. you know so i was like okay so i have lyrics i have guitar i need to record uh, like i i i have a computer mm-hmm. you know the same computer i told you i used to open up and put it back together that exact same one okay. you know i have a computer i was like okay let's get into recording so i spent 8th standard 9th standard 10th standard 3 years learning how to record recording a lot of things mm-hmm. putting it up on soundcloud because that time soundcloud was huge you know mm-hmm. uh, putting it up on soundcloud sharing my music on facebook and and at that time my music was absolute shit okay like it was really <laughs> bad like yeah beginner days yeah right but the thing was i was like man like i'm in 8th standard and i'm doing all these things i was like 
I felt good about myself because I was doing that. I was like, shit, I, I'm so young and I'm doing this. It's cool, mm-hmm. right? And even the people around me, they kind of felt the same mm-hmm. way, which kind of gave me like this artificial ego boost as well. I was like, yeah, my music is actually good. No, it was not. You know, <laughs> but it was just, it was just novel. Like, which other eighth standard kid was doing that, right? Mm-hmm. In Bangalore, at least. So, mm-hmm. uh, so that's how I got into like content creation. That was like my first real foray into content creation, mm-hmm. and then. After I started making music and playing the guitar, I started like recording videos of myself in like 10th, 11th standard of okay. me playing the guitar, making cover songs. Mm-hmm. And all of this was like greatly inspired by look by YouTube. Basically, I used mm-hmm. to look at other creators on YouTube making cover songs. And I was like, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. And I used to try to do that, you know, okay. and so everything was based on that. Basically, I looking at other content creators on YouTube, looking at other people who are just like me, you know, mm-hmm. not celebrities, not professionals mm-hmm. who are doing these things. I was and across the world, right? It was mostly in the US and in Europe mm-hmm. and not so much in India though, but at, at that time, especially right. Mm-hmm. And looking at those people gave me the confidence and the inspiration. I was like, okay, I can try it myself as well. So music got me into making videos because I was like, okay, I have music. I have recorded music. Next logical step, take a video because that's more interesting. Right. Mm-hmm. And so then I started making videos because of that. And then mm-hmm. because I, that's how I got into making videos. And then from there, I discovered even more video creators on YouTube who were like making these types of videos where you're just taking good shots of the neighborhood around you and putting it to like nice music. Okay. I don't know if you recognize this kind of video, like I, in I the know. past, this used to be very popular. Right. So then I was like, okay, let me start making that. Right. Okay. So that's how I got into video. So you see, it was kind of like a, it was kind of like this journey, which started from getting inspired to play guitar just to get girls and then playing the guitar mm-hmm. and then record, writing music, recording music, making videos. And then that got me into photography. And then I continued making videos and stuff after that. So mm-hmm. that's pretty much my entire like beginning of the content creation journey, dude. Yeah. Like your intention to learn one skill, which is like recording the music, uh, pushed you to learn all these other skills, which is very exactly. interesting. Uh, because when we want to actually bring a quality content to life, uh, we should have these number of skills, maybe recording or uh, writing or video editing, etc. Which is which is Correct. pretty cool uh, that you started doing it when you were in seventh, eighth standard. I don't know. Yeah, what, man. I was watching Pokemon when I was seventh standard <laughs> or something. <laughs> Dude, like honestly, I think see for me, like this is why I always tell myself that you know. If you're interested in something, just do it, you know, and Mm -hmm. if you come across problems, just try to learn how to solve those problems. And okay. Like it started off with me playing the guitar and writing songs, right? Mm -hmm. It's not necessary that that is going to become my career. That's going to become my job, but you, that's why it's so important for me to like, just do what you feel like doing, execute on your hobbies. If you Mm -hmm. feel like, you know, starting a podcast, like in your case, just do it. Right. If you Mm -hmm. feel like starting a blog, just at least start. Right. Mm-hmm. Because you never know that you might start a podcast, but that podcast might lead into something else, which might lead into something else, which is going to end up becoming your career and making you a lot of money later. You know, yeah. I, I you totally have no agree idea. with it. I mean, a lot of money, but also like a lot of like satisfaction and like you, that's how you end up finding a career path, which you truly enjoy rather than just doing something because everyone else is doing it. Yeah, exactly. Like I totally agree with your point. Um, it's like a chain reaction. One thing takes you to another thing and that thing takes you to exactly. another thing. Initially, uh, I got inspired by Michael Jackson uh, when it comes to music. 
so i want to learn singing initially but i was too scared to actually sing so i just went and joined guitar class because uh, right. i thought eventually i'll learn singing uh, let me just try guitar sure. then i love then i got into rock and roll music and i <laughs> i thought like let me just continue with guitar because this is so much cooler than singing which there I you thought. go man yeah there you go um, but yeah man that's that's really cool like you know in your case it was like you wanted to start singing but then singing got you into guitar instead and mm-hmm. that's cool it's like at least you should take the first step you know yeah exactly the first step in your case was okay let's consider singing and then mm-hmm. singing was like okay if not singing guitar okay you start that mm-hmm. yeah exactly um i had written it down somewhere like first you think about this idea then you try you uh gather knowledge about it like gather some resources uh to get to know about it and then you right. plan it and then you execute it and execution is like 99% all these other things are like 1% correct that's true it's it's all about the execution man like often times this happens where like you think of so many ideas but you don't execute them mm-hmm. and okay i do think that there is some fruit in the ideation process also hmm. you know yeah. it's important to keep thinking of ideas but i think for me what is also important is when you think of ideas how do you action on those ideas hmm. and yeah. one of the things that i do is that whenever i get an idea whenever i think about something so i keep a journal i use mm-hmm. this app called day one mm-hmm. and i use uh, and i i'm i'm not going to say that i use it every day but mm-hmm. every few days i just take whatever's on my mind and put it into the journal So that's more like long form just all of my feelings and thoughts and everything go out right mm-hmm. one and two is i use this other app called drafts mm-hmm. and i yeah. got the inspiration of using drafts from ali abdal's youtube channel mm-hmm. and the cool thing about this app is that whenever i get an idea cuz like ideas pop up into our head randomly yeah you know, exactly okay you know what maybe i should start this kind of business okay mm-hmm. idea pops up in your head okay mm-hmm. what i do is i try not to judge my ideas Like, okay because a lot of times what ends up happening is that you get an idea and immediately you tell yourself that oh, that's a terrible idea ha huh, it's not going to work it's not going to work it's a terrible idea what are people going to think all these questions mm-hmm. keep popping up right so whenever i get an idea i get i've got into this habit of like i don't judge the idea i just write it down and i forget about it mm-hmm. and then one week later i go through all these ideas that i've written down and mm-hmm. then i judge them mm-hmm. then i say okay does this make sense does it not Okay, if it makes sense, am I going to do it now? Or am I going to do it later? If it's something for later, I have another list called the someday list, okay. which is things that I'm going to do someday, but I'm not sure when. Okay, and I put it into that. So basically, any idea that I have, it needs to be actioned. You know, mm-hmm. either it goes into the someday list, it goes into a to-do list, which I'm going to do right away, or I acknowledge that okay, it's not a good idea, mm-hmm. and then I just delete it. That's it. Wow. Uh you remember when we met you actually showed me this app uh the draft draft app. Yeah. So I started yeah. using it. It's oh, nice. really helpful. Like even I even I started following the same thing. Uh whenever I get idea I just open drafts and I just put it there and I just throw my mobile away. That's all. I'm not, uh right now I'm getting a lot of ideas about this YouTube channel. Uh um, Nice. So yeah, I'm just writing them down and I'm just I'm just keeping it aside. I'm not judging them. Uh So yeah, uh, that's the best way to do it, man. And and the thing is, as you do that more and more, it's like ideas also start popping up more and more. 
Yeah. Because yeah, you know, exactly. when you start judging your ideas and blocking your ideas, then your brain's also not going to generate as many ideas because mm-hmm. your brain's going to think like, what's the point of generating these ideas if this guy is going to judge them anyway? So let's stop. <laughs> right? <laughs> but, exactly. <laughs> but like, if you stop judging your ideas and just writing them down, just let it flow out, right? Mm-hmm. Then your brain's also going to be like, okay, let's let's keep providing, you know? Yeah, exactly. Don't be a terrible boss to your brain. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So what do you think about motivation and uh, what's what's your take on it? How do you look at motivation in general? How do I look at motivation in general? Can you be more specific? Uh, For example, a motivation to create content. Right. So uh, we think that motivation is everything that is required to do uh, anything. Right. So how true is it? Man, for me, I think that there's always these things which are inside of us, mm-hmm. which make us want to do certain things. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's always this little feeling inside of us, which makes us want to do certain things. Like for me, when I was a kid, it was the guitar, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to start learning the guitar for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the next step is I didn't require, and, and because I really wanted to do that, I really wanted to learn how to play the guitar. It, it was something that came from me, you know, mm-hmm. rather than someone telling me to do it, or I feel like I should do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't require any motivation. So to say, to start learning the guitar, it was me who started pestering my parents to be like, okay, can you buy me a guitar? Can you send me to guitar lessons? It was me who was pestering them. So mm-hmm. where did the motivation come from? Right. Yeah. It was, it was a feeling that I had that, okay, I really want to do this. And mm-hmm. I believe that even right now, you know, mm-hmm. so that, that was when I was a kid, right? So when you have this feeling, it's much easier to action on it. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's cause you're a kid. You mm-hmm. haven't learned to judge yourself so much yet. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Or judge yourself or your surroundings or your situation. Mm-hmm. As you grow older, I think it's important to be still in tune with your feeling inside of you, which is telling you that you want to do this thing, Okay. you know, and mm. you need to identify what is it that you really want to do and mm. how can you align that with your, with the rest of your goals, right. Mm. And take out time to actually just do it. Like, cause again, you know, I I've learned a lot of things from Ali Abdal's channel. Uh, that's why I keep referencing it again and again. Mm. But one of the things was also this, which I completely agree with, which is that it's not that you need motivation to start. You mm. just need to start. You need, you just need like, it's, it's like the motivation, it comes after you start. Hmm. Yeah. You know, the thing to start is just this feeling that hmm. I want to do this. So you start. And then hmm. once you start seeing results, once you get, start getting rewarded for what you're doing, it's like, and that's why learning can be so addictive, right? Because you start learning how to play the guitar. You hmm. work on it for two weeks. After two weeks, you can play five chords. Hmm. You're like, wow. Okay. I've made progress. This progress is what motivates you to, to do even more. Hmm. Right. Yeah. So I personally think that if you're doing things, if you're doing the things you really want to do, if you're really in tune with yourself Mm -hmm. and you know, very clearly, what are the things that I really want to do? What is the thing in this moment? I really want to be doing, Mm -hmm. right. Then you don't really require that much motivation. You just need to start. And then the motivation is going to come after that to continue. Mm-hmm. Okay. Once we, I mean, once we get started and once we put in the work and start creating content, uh, for example, uh, consistently, and what if we hit a plateau and we don't see the results, uh, that we wanted to see, don't you think like relying too much on the results and the output, uh, will, uh, will 
will you know reduce our you know motivation to keep doing the things very very good point and for that what i'm going to say is that for me the output and the result is not subscribers it's not comments it's not likes mm-hmm. it's not anything which is not in my control mm-hmm. for me exactly. the result what kept me motivated to continue producing music i spent one year in 12 standard making eight songs i released them at the end all of them got like each of the songs got barely 500 plays each okay okay and maybe less than 100 downloads in total mm-hmm. but i was still super motivated i was still super happy because the result and the output i did not care about the number of plays the number of subscribers what i cared about is did i make something i'm proud of making hmm. that's it it was all input goal not an output goal right yeah. so even when, even when you're a content creator for me on youtube right now sure yes the at this point yeah the subscribers the the subscribers the likes the comments all of that stuff it does affect me Mm-hmm. I try that it doesn't but it still does right mm-hmm. but the main thing that motivates me even more is okay I've built this habit of creating one video every week mm-hmm. I've built this habit of making videos that I'm proud of right mm-hmm. how can I keep doing that and it's for this reason why on my channel you know even though there are, I know that there are certain video topics which if I create those kinds of videos people are, a lot of people are going to watch them and my views and subscribers are going to go up but mm-hmm. if I myself don't feel like making those videos I won't make them because yeah. i'm trying to think more long term i'm like okay what are the things which is going to motivate me to create more that's mm-hmm. only when i'm creating content that i'm proud of creating and that's only when i'm creating content which at the same kind of consistency that i set set the objective for myself in the beginning right mm-hmm. so i think for me the the motivation ideally the results and the output that you judge yourself on should definitely be more of the things that you can control which is what's the quality of videos you're putting out how many videos you're putting out all of that stuff rather mm-hmm. than you know your subscribers and your views and all that because i believe that if you're doing something you're super passionate about you're going to do it really well you're going to mm-hmm. do it very consistently and that is going to bring in the output uh, in terms of subscribers and likes mm-hmm. i was taking this ali abdal's class on side hustle uh, on skillshare he puts it very beautifully in that um, the major component uh, that is required to have uh, that is requir- required to you know have a successful side hustle is this factor called fun factor so mm. you should have you should have fun while doing whatever you are doing only then you'll continue to do that that's what exactly even you said dude that's ex- yeah that's exactly what i'm saying and i think it's for this reason why since i was in middle school mm-hmm. i've been able to just continue creating all kinds of content mm-hmm. because i'm just having fun doing it like i think i mentioned this in one of my recent youtube videos as well like all of the things that i did mm-hmm. yeah pretty yeah pretty much all of the things i i've done so far they've not been guided by okay how am i going to like how is this going to look on my cv or you know what opportunities is this going to open up for me later like that's never been the main guidance for it mm-hmm. the main thing for me is always that okay is this fun for me right now mm-hmm. you know is this fun for me is this growing me is this growing my skills yes okay let's do it okay and and the thing is when, and and the thing is like this is something which like my mom told me when i was a kid once that hard work never goes to waste so yeah if i work hard on producing music mm-hmm. okay instead of studying or for as an example right mm-hmm. it didn't go to waste because yeah. even though yeah i didn't become a professional musician but that music got me into making videos which got me into marketing which has got my job today 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So exactly. The only thing is that if you're doing something, do it with passion. Do it because you really love doing it. Do mm-hmm. it. Have fun doing it. You know, because when all of these things align, right, you're gonna mm-hmm. do a great job. And yeah. when you do a great job, when you increase the quality, that's when the results are also gonna end up showing in you know sooner or later. And another thing is that. this is something that i kind of realized and discovered when i was studying computer science mm-hmm. that i truly did not enjoy coding and programming and becoming a software engineer okay like it was just not something i enjoyed okay and and the thing is no matter how hard i tried mm-hmm. i would always myself only put like a glass ceiling above me that i'm not going to let myself become better than a certain point because wow. if i let myself become better than a certain point it's going to change my identity away from being a creator towards being a programmer wow right yeah. and yeah. so it was all subconscious right mm-hmm. and so because i knew that i did not want to become a programmer that's not what i see myself as mm-hmm. whereas when yeah. it comes to creating content when it comes to making videos i didn't have any glass ceiling above me i didn't mm-hmm. set any glass ceiling because i'm like yeah i see myself as a creator i see myself as a video maker as an example right mm-hmm. and then i just let myself go crazy in that direction Mm-hmm. and the similar thing also happened with music right mm-hmm. i was in music i was as i said i was producing music when i was in high school and middle school okay. but as i went to college i realized that you know what music is something i really enjoy as a hobby it's something mm-hmm. that relaxes me to a great extent it's mm-hmm. like playing guitar is my meditation but mm-hmm. i don't see myself becoming a professional musician anytime mm-hmm. soon you okay. know and so i didn't kind of let myself increase my music skills to an insane extent as as i did my video skills mm-hmm. because for when it comes to when it came to video when it came to writing blogging mm-hmm. marketing all kinds of marketing things i let myself go crazy because i was like yeah i i see myself doing that in my career but when it came yeah. to music i stopped myself from doing that even though i was having fun i was like okay you know it's not really aligned with my career goals mm-hmm. yeah like uh, it's about being very intentional right you have 10 doors open and you you must choose uh, through which door you are going to go through uh, as watching this uh, documentary called minimalism on netflix uh, directed by matt magdiavella yeah i've seen that one so in that uh, i don't know if you remember uh, there's this guy i forgot his name he, he he was sharing his story and he got he got a promotion and he got a six figure salary that's a crazy american dream and right after his promotion he went uh he went to his cabin he locked his door and he started crying because he knew that he was stuck with this job for the rest of his life because yeah. he cannot walk away uh from that amount of money so he he made a decision that on the same day he re- uh, he resigned his job and he started traveling the world because that's what he wanted to do and he started creating content so yeah, i th- i think that's very similar to your story uh Yeah it's it's basically sometimes it's these kinds of things that make us really realize what we really like to do hmm. because when i look back right i'm like okay i was studying computer science a lot of my peers who studied with me you know they're all now in the us they're working at google amazon facebook apple you know these kind of companies making you know as you said six figure salaries right hmm. and i'm like yeah i could have gone down that path hmm. but so there was something stopping me from doing that and i was like I'd rather not do something which I'm going to hold myself back on. I'd rather do something I'm I'm having fun with, right? Mm-hmm. And I see, you know, potential for career advancement in, right? 
yeah even though okay it might earn me less money it might bring me less prestige in the short term mm-hmm. right oh, but yeah it's i think it's very important that i do something that i'm finding fun actually interestingly when i think about the whole music thing right about why i held myself back from increasing my music skills mm-hmm. actually i'd say that i actually don't think i held myself back from increasing my music skills my guitar skills have improved tremendously in the last 4 years even even after coming to france okay you know and i think the reason for that is because that for me that's purely fun i don't consider any career advancement or whatever in it so even though i don't hold i don't hold myself back from improving in it but mm. i also don't accelerate it that i'm going to do it super quickly huh i kind of just play guitar for 15 minutes every day i don't go for lessons mm. i don't even do lessons online mostly because i just want to play guitar 15 minutes every day just for fun and just by doing that over a long period of time it still improves my skills okay like when you do it just for fun and uh, not because of career you automatically eliminate all the competition you have correct and it just becomes about fun uh, one more thing about youtube i i read this somewhere to be a youtuber you have to be something else first is it true man actually yes i think it's true i do think it's true mm-hmm. and that's a very very good point I think that the channels that do the best on YouTube if you just look at the channels that you follow on YouTube which are doing really really well mm-hmm. YouTube is not like their main reason for existence mm-hmm. you know YouTube is just the channel through which they express themselves yeah YouTube is just the way they let others know about who they are and what they're doing mm-hmm. right yeah. but they themselves are doing something else either if you look at ali abdal for example he's a productivity nerd and mm-hmm. he started off as a doctor yeah he was that before he was a youtuber it's mm-hmm. i don't think youtube made him become a productivity nerd he was a productivity nerd already and he just used youtube to share that yeah right mm-hmm. same for thomas frank as well mm-hmm. yeah. same for matt diavella as well all of these people they are something else and they use youtube just as a way to express themselves and yes being a youtuber being content creator now that's got added to their personality too hmm. yeah and if you look at vloggers right even the ones who are like not really teaching anything not not in the educational space mm-hmm. but just people who vlog their lives mm-hmm. they if you observe their vlogs they have a certain kind of personality which yeah. they very authentically express through youtube and that's what people get that's what attracts people to them hmm yeah right they don't get people are not attracted to vloggers because they have a youtube channel or because they are youtubers they get attracted to their personalities the core of their personalities which have been with them since they were kids perhaps mm-hmm. yeah you know exactly so i do think that you know in order to really succeed on youtube i mean it's it's i'm not saying that i've succeeded on youtube like my channel's still pretty small and i still have a long way to go mm-hmm. but i feel like in order to really succeed on youtube and even just succeed on building your personal brand mm-hmm. irrespective of whether it's i mean youtube is the channel today but i mean maybe in the future it might be tiktok it might be more instagram it might be an entirely new channel who knows mm-hmm. right but i think in order to build a personal brand you need to be it goes back to what i was saying earlier about you need to be very attuned to yourself who are you mm-hmm. what are the things that motivate you what are the things that make you have fun what are the things that you're passionate about mm-hmm. and then you learn how to express those things you stand for those things and people get attracted to that yeah okay so i i think that's super important to like 
meditate on it do reflection on yourself to understand mm. who exactly are you what is your brand what is okay. your personal brand not just to others but what's your personal brand to yourself like mm-hmm. what do you see yourself as mm-hmm. right that that's yeah. what so yeah i would agree with that uh then h- how do you not become a slave to this algorithm how do you not make your videos just a clickbait man this is yeah that's it's complicated and this is a challenge that i'm kind of facing right now i would say you know is that okay look my youtube channel in the beginning it started uh, like you know when i say the beginning i mean 2 years ago when i started making videos about hcc right even though my mm-hmm. channel has been around for a lot longer than that but i started making videos with the intention to grow the channel only 2 years ago mm-hmm. and i started making videos about hcc paris about mim about business school in france about because i realized at that point that there's a lot of advice that i have that i can give others because people mm-hmm. were reaching out to me on linkedin and asking me for help mm-hmm. there was a lot of there was like this need for this advice because a lot of people reached out to me on linkedin mm-hmm. and when i searched on youtube there was n- nobody making content on this topic like literally mm-hmm. nobody right mm-hmm. and i was like okay this is a good opportunity for me to be able to help out a lot of people mm-hmm. by answering all the questions that they have and i know what questions they have because they used to literally send them to me those questions on linkedin right mm-hmm. answer like help out a lot of people and also like grow my channel mm-hmm. and learn how to grow the channel in a strategic way because one year later i would be applying for jobs uh, and i was pretty clear i wanted to work in digital marketing and if i grew my channel to a you know to a good extent this could be a great case study for me to show employers to be like hey i did this mm-hmm. you know because that's yeah. I, for me personally i think that's way more powerful than any other internship or whatever that you could do is like when you've actually shown that you've done something yeah right mm-hmm. so it just aligned for me at that point so i started making videos about this topic right but now about i would say a year it was about it's 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 been a year now since i've like pretty much been done with hcc hmm. i'm not a student anymore yeah. and i don't get that inner feeling that motivation to keep making videos every week about hcc again and again and again even though i know that those videos are the ones that are going to get me the most views hmm. right i want to explore other topics like i've got a bit fatigued of making topics uh, videos on the same topic again and again i will still make videos about hcc when i have something to share when i when i feel like i there's a new idea that i've got in my mind which makes me want to share it mm-hmm. but i try to not force myself to make videos about hcc or about mim mostly because i don't think i have anything more to share on that topic as of now okay okay maybe maybe 6 months down the line 12 months down the line when i reflect on 2 years after graduating i might have more to share and i share at that point so hmm. but because of this because i've started making videos on slightly different topics about my use of social media about my journey about productivity about mm-hmm. my habits all of these things which i'm thinking about more and more right now mm-hmm. i've noticed that you know my views my subscribers uh my revenue mm-hmm. it's all dropped huh. you know okay. it's all dropped and it seems to be dropping further mm-hmm. right in fact like i think this this last month i think february and march were probably mm-hmm. like mid february to mid to mid march like right now mm-hmm. i think that's like performance wise it's been like my worst month in the last one year perhaps wow okay in terms of growth and also in terms of performance you know like so hmm. it's difficult i mean like i but then i start thinking that oh man like is my channel dying like should i go back to making videos about hcc just so that i get more views right 
and mm. i think that's your question right that how yeah. do you not be a slave to the algorithm because mm. i know that the algorithm promotes my videos when they're about mim mm. right but i'm not really the subject matter uh, expert when it comes to productivity and habits and and all of that yeah. so it doesn't promote my videos as much to that but i want to make videos on this topic which i don't get promoted so much on mm-hmm. so this is a challenge that i'm facing right now and and i'm not sure how to how to proceed i'm thinking that i i believe that i'm i'm going to try to have a bit of a balance mm-hmm. between to make videos about mim and hcc mm-hmm. you know because i know that my audience uh, wants to hear more from me on that topic okay but also explore other topics that i myself am interested in mhm so uh, so so as to keep it more and more interesting for me as well mm-hmm. so i'm i'm not sure how to proceed on this but it's 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 a challenge and i know that this is a challenge that a lot of youtubers face yeah i mean you just don't want to be known as that mim guy on youtube correct exactly because because i don't see myself as just the mim guy hmm. i see myself as you know a like a startup guy right now yeah. for example or i see myself as like a marketing guy you mm-hmm. know i want to i i do see myself as something broader than just the mim guy mm-hmm. but i need to also acknowledge that yeah being the mim guy is one part of my brand as well mm-hmm. yeah so how, how can i balance you know the thing that's already there with the with the things that i'm trying to approach more so that's it's one of the challenges that i'm facing as a as a growing youtuber right now I I had conversation with Vikram uh, about finding a niche. Uh he made this point that your niche keeps on changing as you grow because his niche initially was motorcycles then he came to uh MIM again he's going back to motorcycles and his life in Paris and everything. So do we need to stress so much about uh, so much on finding our niche? Man, I okay, I I I think I'm going to go back like to answer this question. the question that you need to ask yourself mm-hmm. is what is your objective mm-hmm. okay why are you doing youtube now are you doing youtube to make a lot of money are you mm-hmm. doing youtube to grow a lot like you want to reach 500k in a year right are you doing youtube to just improve your video editing skills and you don't care about the subscribers you don't care about the money mm-hmm. right yeah or are you doing youtube just because you're very passionate about one specific topic and you want to create videos about it even though the number of people interested in that topic is very little hmm. so i think you need to really ask yourself and be clear with yourself why are you doing youtube what's your objective you know so if your objective is to grow a crazy amount mm-hmm. and you don't really care that much about anything else you just want to grow a lot you want to make a lot of money sure yes very important to have a very nailed down strategy do a lot sorry do a lot of keyword research to mm. understand which are the topics and keywords which people are looking for right and then be super consistent with the videos you put out make videos again and again on similar topics so that you build authority on that topic mm. and then yeah sure you're going to grow but that may not be what everyone wants yeah you not everyone starts out with youtube even though it looks cool that yeah you know having 500k having 1 million subscribers not everyone starts off with youtube with that objective Mm-hmm. some people just start off with youtube you know just because they're passionate about a certain thing and they want to make videos <coughs> about that thing because mm-hmm. it makes them happy to make those kinds of videos okay when you're doing that you've already found your niche because your niche is the thing that you're passionate about and you just do that but then don't expect growth necessarily mm-hmm. you're not doing it from a growth perspective 
Okay. Right? You're doing it from an expression perspective. Mm-hmm. So I really do think that it really it's important to think about what do you want. And from that perspective to answer your question, yes, it is important to define your niche. But for me the definition of niche is not just the topic that you're talking about, but it's also a combination of the topic you're talking about and also what your objective is with YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's very important to define what is your objective. Okay. You know, and and from that perspective, yes, it's important to like know that. Okay. Uh let's let, let's say like let's take out all your hard skills. Okay, you don't uh, let's assume that you don't have any video editing skills or any other skills uh for that matter. If you're starting your channel today, what would your approach be? If I don't have any skills at all. Yeah, any hard skills like video editing, uh recording, right. whatever. But you have your personality, you have your mindset. Uh right. how would you approach content creation YouTube uh today? Very good question. I think that today if I didn't have any hard skills, but if I had the thoughts, if I had ideas, if I had the personality, I would go there there, there are two routes that you can go. Okay. Mm-hmm. The first route is you just start making videos even if you don't have the skills just mm-hmm. start use your phone and as you do it learn those skills recently again like ali abdal i keep mentioning him again and again but he's he worth mentioning so post. many times yeah man like he made an instagram post which said something along the lines of your first 50 videos are for you to increase yeah. your skills and then your next 50 videos are for you to inspire your audience mm-hmm. right yeah so yeah that's the first route that you know start doing it build your skills and the hard skills are not just video editing and recording and the camera stuff mm-hmm. it's also your charisma your personality how yeah. can you talk in a way that is inspiring how can you talk mm-hmm. in a way that influences people how can you like cut out all of the fillers like um uh, how can you cut all of that out? how can you make it natural for you to speak in a motivational way right mm-hmm. those are also hard skills and so i think i would go that route if i already had the ideas if i already had something to say i just make 50 videos to mm-hmm. build those skills right okay. and then you have the skills you have the hard skills so i would so i guess to answer your question i would first focus on you know building the skills and then you know like inspiring people and and all that so that's one route the second route that i said is that again everything the answer to all our questions really depends on your personal situation Mm-hmm. the second route is that and i see a lot of entrepreneurs doing this uh entrepreneurs and uh you know startup founders and so on who mm-hmm. like they don't have the skills but they still have something to say mm-hmm. but they're like okay their time is worth much more than how much it would cost to outsource these skills mm-hmm. so if yeah. you're a startup founder you want to start a youtube channel because you want to build your personal brand mm-hmm. it probably doesn't make sense for you to sit down and learn video editing you know yeah you make your videos you focus only on you know your skills of communicating of talking right okay. and then you hire someone to edit the video for you okay and by doing that you can go much faster because then you don't have to do that but so again it depends on your situation it depends on your objective right if mm-hmm. you're like a solo creator like you and i you know mm-hmm. yeah you know we'd probably go the first route but yeah. if you're a startup founder entrepreneur someone who has financial resources right mm-hmm. and you want to just build your personal brand Yeah, you know, I would recommend just outsourcing the editing because that's something that you don't really need to learn yourself. 
Yeah. And that point you mentioned uh, by Ali Abdal, 50 video, uh, 50, first 50 videos are for you uh, to develop your skills. Uh, that comes under this discussion of quantity versus quality, right? Yes. Do we need to like focus on a high quality video in the beginning? No, I, I think in the beginning, you just need to learn how to make videos, you know, okay. and the way to make videos, to make good videos is to just make a lot of them. Mm -hmm. Like the reason why, when I started making videos about HEC in the summer of 2020, the reason why my videos already had a certain level of quality mm -hmm. is because I had been making videos for the previous five years on just random topics, Okay, you know, like whether it was music videos, travel vlogs, a few videos of mine in the preceding five years were also just sit down and talk to the camera type videos, you okay. know. I did all of that. So I learned how to make those videos. I just made a lot of videos. And so when I finally locked in on, okay, you know, this is the niche that I really want to focus on right now. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to worry about the quality part because I already had that down because I'd been doing it already. Okay. So I do think, but in the beginning, my videos were not that high quality when I just started making videos, right? Cause I, I was just focusing on, okay, let's just make as many videos as I can mm -hmm. to improve my skills. That's great. Like, oh, even I remember uh, watching Matt Diavala and thinking that should be the quality of video. But then I realized he's he's a professional filmmaker and he has done documentaries. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. So you have to see where people come from, right? Mm -hmm. Matt Diavella, for example, before he started his YouTube channel, he was a professional documentary filmmaker. Mm -hmm. So he obviously had a lot of those skills that were transferable to YouTube, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And the same thing can be said for people, not in terms of YouTube video skills, but in terms of speaking skills. Yeah. There are some people with a lot of experience in public speaking. There are some mm -hmm. people with a lot of experience, you know, just recording videos, people who are actors, for example, yeah. they can like when Will, Will Smith started a YouTube channel a few years ago. Now, yeah. you know that when Will Smith starts a YouTube channel, it's going to be pretty amazing from the very beginning. Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. So you got to look at where you're coming from, what skills you already have. And what are the skills that you're lacking? Like for me, for example, I knew that I had the video skills. I had the editing skills. What I didn't have so much, even when I started making videos about HEC two years ago was mm -hmm. the charisma and the skills in speaking. Mm -hmm. And I think that is something that has improved tremendously over the last two years, more than the quality of my editing or the quality of my shooting. I've okay. become much better as a speaker mm -hmm. to, uh, now than I was two years ago. And that's the, that's the area where I've improved in my skills a lot. Mm -hmm. like I've spoken to many content creators, right? On this podcast, like everybody says the same thing, uh, that you should make more videos so that you get better at it. I think one of the most, uh, one of the most important reasons why they say that is they want you to get comfortable speaking to camera. So th that's the biggest skill in the beginning, uh, to learn. How do you get comfortable with speaking to camera? Like, are there any tips and tricks or is it just? Well, yes, there are some tips and tricks, of course. And there's some things that I also do myself, which people don't realize that I do, but it helps <laughs> me a lot. And I'm going to get into them right now. Okay. <clears throat> so the first thing is, as I said, right, just do it again and again, do a lot of it. Mm -hmm. Just get used to the idea of speaking to the camera. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the first thing. Just do it again and again. Even if you're recording yourself, listen to yourself, listen to your recording so that you can as painful as it, as it might be, you know, listen to your recording and understand, okay, which are the areas you need to improve on. 
right okay. and then work on improving on those so the first thing is just do it a lot you don't have to publish every video that you record of yourself you're just doing it as an exercise it's like going to the yeah. gym right yeah. go to the gym you just work out you're not really working on in front of everyone you're working out for yourself it's the same yeah. thing that's yeah. number one second thing <clears throat> something that's helped me a lot is i literally script every one of my videos i write down the th- this is a sec- this is actually one of my trade secrets you can say you know because okay. people don't realize it Mm-hmm. I script every single one of my videos especially in the beginning yeah and actually uh, even now like I script every single one of my videos I write down exactly what I'm going to say and not just bullet points I write down exactly what I'm going to say and how I'm going to say it even the phrasing of the okay. you know am I am I going to say I'm going to do this or am I going to say I'm going to do this I write that down wow okay you know, I it's like a proper script you know like something mm-hmm. which I'm going to follow word to word Mm-hmm. and what i do is that i spend a lot of time on this script and once i've written the script down i know that's kind of locked in so when i go in front of the camera and when i shoot mm-hmm. i don't have to so so there's two things that are going on when you're normally speaking to the camera mm-hmm. one of them is you're thinking of what to say and the second one is you're thinking of how to say it so mm-hmm. by scripting all of my videos the whole thing about thinking of what to say is just taken out i already know what to say because it's read, written on the screen in front of me yeah. right I can focus one hundred percent on how to say it. Okay. And that's how I and and so the what to say skill gets developed when I'm writing. Mm-hmm. How to say it skill gets developed when I'm shooting. And so okay. I'm only focusing on developing one skill at a time because if you go in front of the camera, you have bullet points. You mm-hmm. know a broad idea of what to say, but you don't exactly know how you're going to phrase it. Then what's going to happen is you're going. Then what's going to happen is mm-hmm. you're going to say something, and then mm-hmm. you're going to think. was that the right way to say it should i record it again you know yeah. what, like you're going to think that right yes exactly you know, i what? i i can attest to that that's that's happening to me right now uh, when i'm recording a intro or outro for this podcast that happens to me but when i script it down it's much easier exactly there you go so that's what i do with youtube as well so that in order to develop my skills of speaking like i said two different skills what to say how to say it develop the two skills separately you can develop the what to say skill by writing write down exactly what you're going to say mm-hmm. you know so that when you're actually in front of the camera you don't have to think about what you're going to say you're just going to think about how to say it so then it becomes kind of for me it becomes like an acting performance i have the script in front of me just like an actor you know i have the script in front of me how can i say it in the most inspiring motivational authentic way possible okay right and so yeah. then i focus only on that and over time right as you write more scripts you become better as a writer and as a script writer and as you record more of videos more videos you become better as a as, as like a speaker mm-hmm. right eventually now after 2 years of making these kinds of videos now recently i've started to experiment with not writing the exact script for some videos mm-hmm. but just writing bullet points and trying to see whether like my how to say it skill has caught up to a point where i can do it together with shooting and okay. even now when i do that you know it's it's challenging mm-hmm. and i can still sense that i think after saying something that oh should i have said it in a different way or whatever that still happens okay but i think when you're starting it's kind of really important to like separate these two out mm-hmm. and yeah just yeah, just ahead. to just to add on to that when i script everything out just this is more of a technical thing which i mean the listeners and you might be wondering as well is that 
when i have the script it doesn't really look like i'm reading from a script and mm. the reason for that is because i make the script like two lines at a time mm-hmm. and i record it also two lines at a time so i'm literally doing this where like suppose i have the script over here mm. right i read the two lines and then i'm like okay ta 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 and then pause go back to it ta 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 that's that's how i do it and then when i'm editing i cut out all the emptiness wow uh, i i was actually taking this course from uh, nathaniel drew on uh, skillshare on, about how to speak to camera he he had this entire lesson called the power of editing so <laughs> that's what <laughs> you can edit out anything that is not good so just do it is what you're saying yeah man exactly you can edit out anything that's not good and <clears throat> your viewers are paying more attention to the audio than they are to the video yeah you know so if your head moves from here to here during a cut it doesn't matter as long as your audio remains you know like consistent so mm-hmm. one of the things that i've now learned to do is also that when i when i'm recording a sentence and i forget the second part of the sentence and i need to go back to the script mm-hmm. i end the sentence in a way that i know that when i start when i start the sentence again after reading the script i started in a natural way so that when i edit it doesn't look like i took a break okay you know, okay because you know when you're speaking also your tone of voice and everything it kind of goes up and down and it wavers right there's yeah. like a sing song kind of yeah. a thing so as i've become better at it i've also been able to just do that like even i can take breaks in the middle of a sentence and mm-hmm. i can edit it and it makes it looks like as if i never took a break uh this is one of the advices that you gave me when i met you uh in bangalore that people will sit through bad video quality but not uh a bad audio quality that changed Correct. my perspective entirely because um what comes to people's mind when they think of youtube channel is a good camera but good microphone mm-hmm. is much more important than that that's why i just exactly. invested my money in microphone rather than uh trying to buy a camera yeah man that makes a lot of sense because like see the thing is maybe a good camera it may have made sense i would say 10 years or 15 years ago mm-hmm. because at that time the standard quality of cameras was not that high yeah like your webcam in your laptop would not be that high quality back then right yeah. exactly. but today if you just shoot with your laptop webcam as well right mm-hmm. like right now for example my webcam quality i think it's like so i'm using the the latest macbook pro Mm-hmm. and the webcam quality on this is amazing yeah exactly you can actually right. make a youtube video from this dude you can and the same thing like if not webcam quality as well like you can also shoot using your phone even yeah. a cheap 10000 rupee phone is still going to have re- pretty decent video quality like decent enough for you to start your youtube channel yep you know and a lot of people they already have phones that are even better than that like if you have an iphone for example that's it you're sorted. sorted you don't need anything else mm-hmm. and so yeah, yeah I, i think but, but audio quality in consumer devices has not reached like professional mm-hmm. quality levels yet exactly exactly you know? yeah so it's better to like invest in like a microphone which mm-hmm. doesn't even have to cost a lot of money mm-hmm. uh, uh do you know ali abdul started one more channel called uh, ali's kitchen Mm. Oh, so, I, I didn't know. I didn't know that actually. Yeah, I was taking his course, uh, the YouTube course. Right now, I'm taking that course. I'm halfway through it. He, uh, so yeah, he shot his first two videos with his iPhone, and he was telling all the tips and tricks. And he made the same point that the camera qualities are pretty good nowadays, but 
if you if you want to invest money invest in a microphone yeah exactly invest invest in microphone and i would also say invest in lighting uh like yeah. lighting is another one like your camera can be the best camera possible but if you have very bad lighting in your room hmm. you know even the best camera is not going to look the nicest because at the end of the day you're shooting something right if that something does not look good if it's not well lit then no matter what you're shooting with mm-hmm. it's not going to look good hey thanks a lot guys for listening to this episode completely go check out the second part of this conversation too there we have talked a lot about content creation how to be authentic in your content the fear of content creation finding balance and more and before going there make sure you review this show and you review this episode and also you follow this podcast on this platform because that would mean a lot to me thanks a lot again see ya